Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Harland, Tuesday, by Lucy Catherine. Will you love me when I'm gone? I'm back there. A place I don't recognise but sense I know from long ago. A grassland leading to the edge of a wood. Spring sunshine, bright, sharp air. Early morning, alone in a clearing. Beneath a great old tree, a bed of wild garlic and bluebell and enchanter's nightshade, it looks so inviting, I lie down. The leaves and flowers become a nest around me and then I am sinking into the welcoming earth. Hi, Sarah. You okay to start now? Yes, I'm ready. How are you feeling today? Good. I'm feeling good. Much better than I was. Any side effects with the medication? Dry mouth? It's not a problem. How has it helped, do you think? The anxiety has really calmed down. I feel like my old self. I would like to get back to work. I close my eyes. After all these years of yearning, I've found it. My home. The relief is like a wave of warm love. Then I open my eyes, and it's all changed. The sun has gone. I am wrong. So wrong. You seem much more settled. Hmm. Are you leaving the house regularly? Every day now. No panic. I'm even dating again. How's your sleep? Much better. Can you describe it in three words? Peaceful. Refreshing. Uneventful. And the nightmares? This is a deep, cold grave, and a lorry is blocking out the light above, tipping a cargo of rubble and concrete on top of my trapped body. Sarah? The the nightmares have gone now, thanks. You seem to zone out. Oh, did I? You have made excellent progress and have been passed fit to return to work. You will need to report in if you experience a relapse in symptoms, however. I understand. Thank you. You're still recording your dreams? Yes. It's a useful coping strategy. Do you want to share them with me? I don't think that's necessary. I can hardly remember them most mornings. I'm further away from home than I've ever been. This is how I will die. Buried. Alive. I'm suffocating again, and there's nothing I can do to stop it. I panic. Dream interrupted, 7am, Tuesday. This is Radio Harland. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Radio Harland. Aldo, Harland Police Station, please. Routing. Welcome to Harland, town of the future. Connected, smart, sustainable. From above, 
Satellite imagery shows it sitting perched on wide flat land. The centre, neat and compact, a grid of identical housing spreading out from an artificially engineered heart. Coming up in the next half hour, we've got a pair of VIP experiences for this weekend's Festival of the Hair to give away via the app. Endless roundabouts, smoked glass walkways suspended over the main arterial routes. On the outskirts, crouching amongst grass-covered artificial mounds and stands of skinny birch trees, are the low-rise, interconnected office buildings of the Fording Bridge Corporation headquarters. It is a festival marking half a century since the turn of the millennium, and the ground here was first broken, and our town, our home, our Harland, was born. Harland. A place of safety, a haven, sanctuary, heaven. Forget all heartbreak. The past does not exist here. It's been concreted over and forgotten. We all look forward to the future with joy and with hope. If you think you've identified the secret word, then get in touch. Aldo, turn this shit off. Turning this shit off. What the hell am I doing here? Good morning, dear Strickery. The rumours were true then. You're back. Did you miss me? Occasionally. You haven't got something planned, have you? Like what? I don't know. A cake? Who gets a cake for coming back from sick leave? So you haven't? No. Oh. Oh, good. How are you? Seriously? I'm in a better place. The treatment helped? Yeah. I've learned some coping strategies. I'm pleased to hear that. And there's no need for us to mention it again. Understood. You're still the boss. Thank you. What's that? A new dating app. How exciting. It really isn't. I should probably delete it. Let me see. Why do married people always think dating is fun? It's just lonely and depressing. Why are you doing it then? Because I don't want to die alone. Uh, Maybe don't say that on the date. Aldo, send a message. See if it's free tonight. Usual time and place. Dear Shukri. Yes? When? Okay. And message the details. Missing person. 16-year-old girl, Evie Bennett. Now you're really back. The car takes us through familiar streets to a suburban new-build cul-de-sac on the edge of town. We travel in silence. I stare out the window. Sadie scrolls her phone. Harlan slips past as if on a video screen. I should be feeling better. I've done all the sessions and the online course, passed the evaluation. I should feel safe now. Like I'm getting to the bottom of things, more settled. I still feel like a stranger, lost to myself and on edge. Take a seat. Uh, Sorry, I'll, I'll move some boxes. Make you a space. Thank you, Mr. Bennett. I know this must be a difficult time. We only moved in a few days ago. Oh, Evie's not familiar with Harlan, then? She doesn't know it at all. She's barely left the house. She's been to school. That's about it. Um, Wouldn't you say, Laurie? This is Laurie, Evie's twin sister. Hi, Laurie. Have you any idea where Evie might have gone? No. When did you last see her? End of school yesterday. At the bus stop by the school gates. She said she didn't want to get on, so she was going to walk home instead. Why didn't she want to get on? She didn't say. 
We've already told all this to the other officers. You moved here from London, is that correct? This was supposed to be a fresh start. Marie, my wife, passed away six months ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Could Evie have gone back? Any other family there? Friends? There's no other family. It's just us. Why Harland? I got offered a job here and I wanted somewhere safe for the twins. It's been hard for them. For you, hasn't it, Laurie? Shit. I can't believe this is happening. It's all right, Dad. She's okay for now. She has green eyes, red hair. She watches him as he weeps. To me, she seems absent, somewhere else in her head, escaping the fear. Perhaps she looks the way I feel. What are you afraid of, green-eyed, red-haired girl? Do you have a recent photo of Evie, Mr Bennett? Uh, I emailed one yesterday. Yeah, a hard copy would also be useful, if, if you don't mind. Um, I took this one the day we moved in. She's standing by the front door, ready to step over the threshold. Is that OK? Perfect. The printer's upstairs. I'll, I'll fetch it. Sorry, you said to your dad your sister was okay for now. What made you say that? I can just tell. We can always tell if the other one is hurting. I've heard of that. It's a twin thing, isn't it? Here's the photo. Thanks. Laurie was just telling us about the twin thing. A myth. It's not a myth. Ah! Oh, what is it? The electric shock. It's been happening all day. I think it's these carpets. Static. It's not the carpets. No, it isn't. What do you think it is, Laurie? It's something in the air here. Can't you feel it? On the way out, I glance up at a bedroom window. They haven't had time to put the curtains up yet. A candy-striped bedsheet pinned up to keep the light out. Haven't seen one like that for a long time. It sparks an image of a house I barely recollect. My mother changing the sheets and doing hospital corners. Is this a real memory, an old dream, or just my imagination? I don't know how to tell the difference. What did you make of that? Depressed teen, grieving, new school, new town. There's a lot of triggers there. What about the electric shocks? Mostly in her head, I'd say. She's under a lot of stress. You couldn't feel anything? No. You? Nothing at all. I felt something. I've felt it before. The air, alive, the skin on my scalp tingling, the sky much darker than it should be, copper gold hair shining brightly in a strange half-light. Something wasn't right there, though. The carpet? Definitely the carpet. Revolting. Uh, what did you think about him? A bit odd. Emotional. Understandable, under the circumstances. I guess so. Uh, Aldo, read the message. Sender, Jerry. Message reads, yes. See you seven. Looking forward. Hashtag feeling lucky. Winking emoji times three. Is he a Jeremy or a Gerald, do we think? Mm, he's probably a dick. <laughs> uh, Aldo message, Jerry. Tell him to remember to send through his VAC certificates and I'll see him there. Sending message. You asked for their vaccination records? I send mine. It's a simple courtesy. You know they're easy to fake. I know. Let's get coffee. Let's go to the school first. I feel it. All around me, the trees at the roadside lean in towards the car as it passes, hoping to whisper some message. Grey clouds gather in the sky above, another storm approaching. 
on the news yesterday. I heard about a landslip on a railway embankment caused by the endless rain. A gang working to shore up the line was swamped in the mud. One was still missing, the last I heard. Miss Clark? Yes? D.I. Sarah Ward, this is D.S. Shukri. Can we have five minutes? The school is in a part of Harland only recently developed. A marshy wasteland near the river, newly drained and paved over. Wild scrubland grubbed out and replaced by identical sycamores planted neatly in rows. The real Harland, the one underneath, disguised from view by careful, controlled landscaping. Is this about Evie Bennett? Yes. All the kids are talking about it. I'm her form teacher and she's meant to be in my history class. Evie and her sister only started yesterday, so I've barely spoken to them, I'm afraid. Do you mind if I take a look around the room? Of course not. How would you describe Evie? She was quiet, just like her sister. What 16-year-old wouldn't be coming into a new school? What do you think's happened to her? Hopefully nothing untoward. It's not uncommon for teenagers to go missing for short spells, as I'm sure you know. These masks are good. Can I take a photo? Sure. My year sevens did those for the Festival of the Hair. Very convincing. Is it real fur? It's synthetic, but it's good, isn't it? We've been doing a project on the history of Harland to coincide with the anniversary. It's only been 50 years. Is there much history? There's evidence of a settlement of some kind being established in pre-Roman times. And there was a thriving hamlet located more or less where the lake is now, up until the 12th century. The lake behind the shopping centre? Exactly. It was called Hairland back then, hence the masks. You learn something every day. That's what school is for, dear Shukri. What happened to the settlement? Did the lake flood it? Uh, the lake was created at the same time as the whole central district was constructed. That area had been a woodland for several hundred years until Fording Bridge moved the headquarters here and the new town was built alongside it. And the rest is history. Will you be at the festival on Saturday? We'll be on duty. Look out for us. Mm-hmm. We'll be wearing the hair masks in the parade. They're all very excited. You seem quite excited yourself. I'm a history teacher. There's nothing I like better than bringing the past to life. Talking of which, I have a class now. Thanks for your time, Miss Clark. The lake is in the park behind the shopping mall. The park was designed to be a haven from the commercial heart. In the middle... A white-walled peace pagoda rises like an exotic bird reaching for the clouds. The lake, an ellipse. It is meant to symbolise new beginnings, rebirth. The water, a gloomy shade of green, the wind whipping up little waves that lap at the edges. I sit on a bench, watching the geese begin their journey north. Here, I bought you a coffee. Ah, my shout next time. You always say that. It's weird, isn't it? What is? That people used to live right there and now it's all deep underwater. Some of our friends have just been through the resettlement programme. Where did they live? On the Humber estuary. Their house is gone already. Flooded? Bulldozed. They used the rubble in the defences. Fat lot of good it'll do. Mm. What next? Hit the phones. Now school's out. Contact Trace. The most likely scenario is she's with someone from her peer group. But she's the new girl. She doesn't know anyone. It's still the most probable explanation. What if she isn't? Establish the route she took after deciding to walk home. It's a busy stretch. There must be cameras along there. 
And let's talk to the uniforms who searched the house. Make sure they haven't overlooked something important. Have we got the phone records yet? Um, still waiting. Well, that needs chasing. Wow. Look at them. Beautiful. What sort are they? Seriously? It's not my thing. I know they're not seagulls. A vision of another time, long ago. Geese fly above me in a cool spring sky. Grassland leading to the edge of a wood. Sarah? What? Are you still with us? Oh, sorry. Just tired. I haven't been sleeping well. Really? Uh, nothing to worry about. Probably just a bit nervous about coming back to work. It's been a long couple of months. Listen, I know we're not talking about it. No, we're not. But if you did want to, need to, share anything, then I'm here. Don't keep quiet until it's all out of hand like before, OK? I'm fine. Apart from this stupid bloody date tonight. Blow him out, then. I'm trying to get back to normal. And anyway, I can't. It's coming from miles away. What the hell am I doing here? Hello? Sarah? Anyone home? Uh, what? Jerry calling Sarah. Come in, please. <laughs> I always arrange to meet a first date here. A canteen-style Chinese restaurant on the ground floor of Harlan Shopping Centre. It's clean, functional, but essentially unwelcoming, mirroring my demeanour exactly. Sorry, what were you saying? This town's kind of soulless, isn't it? It's the 50th anniversary this weekend. There's a festival to mark the occasion. Yeah, I think I'll pass. I prefer places with a bit of history to them. I call it home. Ugly, though. Doesn't it get you down? I find it matches my mood. What? Severe and cold? <laughs> that wasn't on your profile. Being an arrogant dick wasn't on yours. Did you say something? Mm. Not out loud. The shopping centre was designed when the future still looked shiny and hopeful, before everything moved into the cloud and retail collapse. Successful and economically secure consumers were meant to browse products on four levels before adjourning to the cafe bars on the fifth. There they would eat and drink whilst looking down through the concentric rings of the building onto the ancient witch elm, the enormous tree in the centre around which the whole edifice is constructed. What did you say you did work-wise? I'm a police officer. Oh, do you have a uniform? No. <laughs> Pity. The witch elm has been growing on this spot since long before the town was dreamt of. No one knows exactly how old it is or how it's lived so long. Its boughs are twisted and coppiced to bulbous stumps. You're vibrating. Uh, thanks for the heads up. I have to get this. Hi. Yes. Uh, no problem. Bye. Bank robbery in progress? No, but I do have to go. So... The thing is, Sarah, I'm not really ready for commitment right now. I'm just up for a bit of a laugh. How's that going for you? Not bad. Obviously, I've had to put the hours in, scrolling through all the needy ones and the crazies. The beauty of online shopping. What I'm saying is, you're not really my type. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> wow. You're nice, aren't you? Listen, I've got access to the national database. Those Rax records you've sent were bullshit. It's an offence to fake them, you aware? Let's just call it here, shall we? Yeah, good idea. The fourth and fifth floors of the shopping centre are closed now. Half the units on the lower floors lie empty and shuttered. The security office is located in the bowels, 
down a badly lit flight of steel steps. Hello? Daniel Goldman. Uh, who wants him? This is D.I. Sarah Ward. Can you open the door, please? <coughs> Fast food packaging littered across a low table. A coffee maker. Empty water bottles. Everything illuminated by the blue artificial light from dozens of silent flickering screens that cover an entire wall. That was fast. I wish the police responded that quickly when my credit chip got stolen. I was in the area. Have you been drinking? What? I can smell it on you. One black Russian. I was off duty when I was told you might have some useful information. There's a young girl missing, so it's actually quite urgent. Uh, no worries. I have a drink at work myself sometimes. Sorry, it's not very tidy. That's okay. I'm not your mum, Daniel. My name's Dan. No one calls me Daniel. What's your role here? Uh, I monitor all the CCTV from the shopping centre in the vicinity. Why do they employ you? The automated system must be a thousand times better. That's harsh, but not completely inaccurate. So? I'm like a failsafe. The technology isn't infallible. The system here found no matches. I did. I found a girl in the shopping centre. Fifteen, sixteen, maybe. Uh, this girl? Yeah, it could be. Well, how did the scan miss her if she's clearly on camera? Uh, the image isn't that clear. She's there and then she's not. What do you mean? I'll show you. Sit down. Uh, shall I put this in the bin? Well, is there any left in there? Uh, two half-eaten slices. Pepperoni, by the looks. Well, obviously, don't put it in the bin, then. <clears throat> right. So this is footage from 3am. The place is empty, the doors are locked. There, sitting on a bench on the third floor. Freezer. The face is indistinct. That could be why the scan didn't identify her. Not enough data points for a confirmed match. Oh, the clothes seem to fit the description. And she's carrying a school bag by the looks. How did she get into the mall? I don't know. Which direction does she come from? Well, the camera doesn't show her arriving. It must do. Oh. It doesn't. She's not there, and then she is. Have you reviewed all the footage? Well, there's over a hundred cameras. I started looking at the ones nearby, and there's nothing so far. She doesn't appear until 3am, and only in that one spot. And after? I roll it on. For about three seconds, she's there, sitting on the bench. Then, here, she's gone. She doesn't appear again anywhere, as far as I can see. Oh, there must be a fault. I've checked. The system seems to be working perfectly. Well, it obviously isn't. If I were you, I'd check it again. <sighs> Look, this isn't as unusual as you might think. What do you mean? Things happen here sometimes, especially at night. What things? It's not a dead space. It's alive, even when it's empty. It's like when all the people leave, the energy stays. It, it pools in places and strange things happen in the quiet. I've seen it before. You've seen people appear and disappear? Recorded on camera? Not that exactly. Well, what have you seen, then? Well, it's difficult to say. Give it a try. It's not that I've seen things so much. It's more of a sense, a feeling. Like there's something in the air. I have to go. Can you get me a screen grab of the girl on the bench? Uh, sure. Connect to my phone and send it there. Will you tell me if you find her? Sorry to disturb, I just wanted to update you. Oh, 
like? Jerry was an asshole. He didn't get lucky. I did. I've got a possible sighting of Evie. Where? Camera in the shopping centre. Early hours of this morning. Inside? During the night? I'm going out to the Bennett's place with the image now. Do you want me to come? No. I'll get the ID confirmed. We can reallocate resources first thing if it's a positive. The streets are deserted. The rain falls relentlessly on concrete. This is not a dead place. It's alive even when it's empty. I can feel it in every pore of my skin. You have arrived at your destination. Laurie, please, just come inside. Is everything all right, Mr Bennett? Have you found her? Well, not yet, but there's been a possible sighting. What's wrong with Laurie? She was meant to be getting some sleep. She just ran out of the house in her pyjamas. Won't come back in. Laurie! The police think that Evie's been seen. Come inside. I won't go in there. You must be frozen. Don't make me. Laurie, I've got a picture from a CCTV camera and I think it might be Evie. Why don't you come inside and take a look? Get away. Your dad's right, it's cold. From the house, something bad is coming. Evie knows it, you know it too. But all I know is, I want to help you get her back. Let me see the picture. Why don't we get in the car? At least we'll be in the dry. How about that, Laurie? Will you get in the car? Come on. We can both get in the back. You good with that, Laurie? Okay. (sighs) Aldo, give us some light, please. It's not going to be clear on this screen, but this is the picture I wanted you to look at. Is this Evie? Um, Yes. You're certain? Absolutely. Laurie? That's her. Where is this from? At the shopping centre, in the middle of last night. (gasps) Shit! What the hell is that? Stay calm! Turn! Oh, my sweet... Stay in the car, Mr Bennett. The house! Stay in the car. It might not be safe. Aldo, get me control. Control is online. This is D.I. Sarah Ward. We've got a major incident on Briarwood Estate, 28 Hurley Road. A house appears to have collapsed. But no casualties as far as I'm aware. We're going to need to set up a cordon and evacuate the vicinity immediately. Dispatch an emergency response teams now. What's the cause? Cause unknown. Getting out of the car to take a closer look, the freezing rain makes me gasp. A gaping black wound has opened in the ground and the Bennett's house has been entirely swallowed. Nothing remains but two wheelie bins and a neat square of lawn. Something is happening. I feel the static in the air and on my skin. I look around the other houses in the street. One by one, lights come on in bedroom windows. Frightened residents step out their front doors. It is as if the town is slowly waking up to it too. Harland itself feels something terrible approaching. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.